Hi guys, we're your hosts Jillian and Kaylin, and this is Teach Me How to Adult, a podcast on all the things you never learned growing up, like how to buy a home, manage stress, crush your love life, land your dream job, and how to love yourself more, because we could all be a little kinder to ourselves. We're still figuring out how to get our shit together, so we're calling in the experts and the hustlers for some real talk and legit tips on how to live your best life. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. Hi friends, welcome to this week's episode of Asking for a Friend, where we tackle your biggest questions and deep dive into the experiences we're going through in our own lives. Today, we are tackling a question that Jill gets asked a lot when we travel, so she is in the hot seat today, and that is, how do you stay safer while abroad, especially when you're traveling solo or in riskier areas? And as y'all know, Jill is our resident solo traveler. Exclusively solo travel, because I can't stand having to deal with other people. I mean, we did pretty well when we went on our little solo trip. I know. That was the exception. But I do get asked a lot about how I stay safe, whether it's scary, what the risks are. Yeah. There's a full episode we do on that also. So listen back to our episode on traveling solo if you want to hear more about how I go about it. But today we really wanted to talk about the safety component of it all because I've now experienced the good, the bad, and the ugly of traveling on your own. Yeah. And from physical safety to scams, uh, fraud to watch out for, and just even protecting your belongings and your online security, we are covering it all with today's episode. And we're doing it with our sponsor, Talus Online Security. Because I have always been a very Pollyannish, like naive, trusting traveler who just only sees the good in everything. Never, you know, I'm never very worried because I just assume positive in every experience. But I have now unfortunately had firsthand experience with what it's like to get mugged while abroad. Had my phone stolen. I had my accounts hacked into. It was a very, very brutal experience that has really changed the way I travel and protect myself going forward. So keep listening for everything that I learned from that experience. We're going to give you all the nitty gritty today. Well, thank you for being the guinea pig for everybody. (laughs) And let's start with physical safety first because we even had to figure this out when we were planning our LA trip because you really want to research the area you're staying in to ensure you're staying in a safe neighborhood, especially if it's somewhere you've never been before. Like you might not have any idea. So you were amazing because you did all of the due diligence for us and basically asked a bunch of people that you know that live in LA, did a ton of research to figure out the best spots that we should stay in. And to us, it was more important that we spent the money on being physically safe when we're walking around versus spending on like a beautiful place in a really sketchy part of town, which can happen when you're staying in big major cities. Yeah, because a few streets over, you're like in like Skid Row or you're in like a really bad area and you don't want to ever be in a position, especially if you're on your own or just like the two of us girls were walking home at night or just like leaving your place where you're feeling scared and uncomfortable. And then when you are traveling, make sure that you share your phone location with your friends and family back home. I always do this. Everyone can track Mm, me when I'm away. I always have people who know where I am and I always turn on find my iPhone. It's really, really important. And I email my itinerary and the addresses of where I'm staying and where I'm going to my mom and to, you know, any other friends who ask. And then people just kind of have an idea of where I should be checking into where I'm going to be located. That's so smart. One time. Okay. So I went to India in my early twenties and it was just this incredible experience. I went to an ashram, stayed there for a week in Bangalore. And my, it was like my first big solo trip. I was young. And at that point in time, there was like a lot in the news about 
the cabs in Delhi and just in general oh, being like really yeah. unsafe for women and a lot of like uh, attacks happening. So my parents were really worried and they're like, let us know when you land, let us know when you get there. And at the time, like when you're thinking like 10 years ago, probably maybe eight years ago, like I didn't have a smartphone with data turned on while traveling abroad. Like I wasn't roaming. I had to go True. find a SIM card that was local, but I kept my phone off for the most part. Oh so like with the Wi-Fi at the airport, I let them know I landed. And then I had like a pretty scary overnight cab ride to get to where I was going. So it was like probably five hours in the cab in the middle of the night because I landed at 11 p.m. And it, it, there was a few scary moments. I had a knife in my hand. It was it, everything was fine, though. It was just oh like, God. you know, in my head. And then I got there and then I just didn't have Wi-Fi and I didn't have a way of getting a hold of my parents. And so I never let them know I got there. And so for like two days, they were like she's been taken and they called the ashram and it's such a big it's a really big center there's hundreds and hundreds of people that come here and study there and so they called them and we're like we just want to make sure our daughter's there and they're like no yeah no we don't know we can't find her we have no idea I don't think she checked in I fucking did check in so they were beside themselves and then on like day two or three I finally get like good wi-fi and like turn on my phone and I'm like hey guys everything's going great meditated for hours today I'm feeling so zen they call me they're like we thought you were dead oh my god they probably had like a whole search and rescue team go in called the embassy yeah they were beside themselves I feel terrible about it I just didn't know so times have changed obviously I really do believe in paying the realm like home and dealing with it if you have a plan that allows you to Mm -hmm. especially if you're alone just fucking pay the ten dollars a day and have access to data because what happens if you're lost and you have no way to get in touch with people if something happens like you should be traveling with a functioning phone or get a local sim card figure it out but have a functioning phone when yeah. you're traveling guys it's it's 2023 so you even bring a backup phone I bring now, a backup phone well the ocean claimed it but this I girl is prepared I do bring a backup phone because <laughs> of the mugging we're gonna some peace backup phone we're gonna get into it but yeah that is really important and also you know back to the cab story be safe with your transportation because sometimes renting a car is ideal like when I was in Portugal I rented a car in Australia I rented a car like if I feel I'm going to understand generally how traffic flow works in these countries and they're similar to North America. That's yeah. great. But like you're, I am not going to drive in India or Morocco. Like that is not happening. You would put yourself in harm's way if you try to drive in a culture that's extremely different. So in that case, yeah. then I probably just cab, use transit if it's safe transit. And I also tend, if if it's available, to choose ride apps over taxis because there's extra accountability built in in the vetting process that you have for like uber Mm. and ride sharing apps everything is trackable yeah yeah so i would definitely splurge on those rides also if it's late at night i'm not going to save the few dollars on transit in a new city i'm just going to get an uber save on the latte in the morning and spend on your safety yeah and that's the thing too like you have to be really careful at night because some cities can just completely change like when gabe and i went to rio a couple years ago i was in love with the city it's so beautiful it's notoriously known for being quite a dangerous place and so we were extra careful at night we were careful during the day too but it really kind of took a turn so whether you're wandering the city or you get stuck hiking when the sun goes down or I don't know your flight arrives super late like make sure you're being safe and yeah take an uber versus a taxi because you're right the fact that you can track it and it's all there and you could share your location just makes it a little bit extra safe yeah 
and I mean a cautionary tale if you need an example is I feel like there's lots of places in Europe that have bad reputations for theft but I just didn't expect that in Lisbon I've since heard a lot of people be like oh yeah no it's not that safe but at night it kind of took a turn it was like kind of sketchy and the bar kind of clubbing area was like really seedy and weird and just not like the rest of the city and I was out on my second last night in Lisbon and I was by myself and just went to kind of the bar area to grab a few drinks. As I was going home, I had my phone out in front of me and I was looking for directions on how to get back to my place. And a guy came and hit me with his bike, knocked me over. I got really hurt, stole my phone, took off. And then like the adrenaline just hit me. So I was like chasing after him, trying to get my phone back. So I'm like, I'm fucked without my phone. What am I going to do? Like, I didn't even know where I lived. I didn't, all the codes to get into my apartment building were on my phone. And I was like, I'm going to, I also hadn't actively backed up my month long, incredible trip because I just hadn't had great Wi-Fi sometimes. And I was like, what if I lose everything? I'm chasing this guy. Yeah. I thought I broke my ankle, like my whole ankle and and shin turned black. It was brutal. Arms are bleeding. Like it was just a, a bad situation. And I learned a lot from it. I will say that everything, it could have been a lot worse. It was in a public area. A lot of people saw it, came to my rescue and helped. I remembered, thank God I didn't know the address, but I remembered what the name of the apartment complex was called. So they could look it up on their phones, get an address and help me get to it. But then, yeah, when I got there, I spent the entire night sitting outside because there was no concierge and I had no key. It was all based on digital codes. Oh my God. Just what you need when you are injured and sobbing your eyes out is like sitting out on the streets for the entire night. Where you got mugged in the first yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was really scared. Oh, I remember you telling me that story and I was just like in shock hearing it. And just the ripple effect. Like you're right. Everything is on your phone. Yeah. Like you don't think about that when you're traveling. Even your, your travel itinerary, what time your flight is, it's all in your calendar. Like you rely on it so much. You can't check into your flight. You can't order an Uber couldn't set an alarm. I didn't sleep the night, the next night because I was like my, I have to leave at 5am. I will never wake up automatically at 5am. And also in terms of safety, if I am traveling by myself, I will always be at a hotel or a location that has security or a concierge. If I had a concierge in the building and it was a hotel, they would have helped me out, let me in my room. They would have ordered me a cab. They would have given me a wake up call and in room, I would have had a phone in the room. That's a good point. And definitely bringing extra devices. So thank God I had my MacBook with me on that trip in general for work, whether it's an iPad, an old, old phone that you just connect to Wi-Fi with, whatever you need, and leave one of those devices at your accommodations so that you're not bringing it out with you. And if something is lost or stolen, you have a backup at home. Even on this trip I just had in Mexico, I had my backup phone. I had my primary phone and when I went out in a boat excursion one day, I only, I brought the backup phone and I used that and I used that for this diving case and, you know, just because I knew if something happened, I want to have my other phone safe. Sure enough, bottom of the ocean, that's where she is now. So thank God I've (laughs) learned, I'm learning. I feel like most of us have like old iPhones yeah. or really old phones just laying around and you're like, I don't even know what to do with this, but make it your backup, yeah. your travel backup. As long phone. as it turns it's on so and smart. can connect to Wi-Fi and you can type on it, doesn't, I don't give a shit what the camera is on it. You just need like a backup means of communication. Wow. What a scary experience. I'm proud of you though for like finding the positives in it, not to be like all toxic positivity in here, but you really have, because you love traveling so much and because you prefer to do it solo, you've learned a lot of valuable things that's only going to make it better for you moving forward. It's true. And I'm kind of like you, like I like to see the world with rose colored glasses. So 
knowing that it's not always the case is probably a good reminder so we can just stay safe. No, I'm really trusting. I look back now, back at some of the things I've done while traveling, you know, like meeting a really nice stranger and being like, hey, can you hold my bag? You know, like, what the fuck am I doing? I don't know this person. It's nice to trust people, but you also have to be safe and expect the best, but prepare for the worst is a really good way to put put it because I still want to see the best in people, but I can't just assume that everything is always safe around me. This was a best case scenario of what can happen when you're out on your own at night. It could have been so much worse. I have learned now what to do to never allow anything worse to happen. That's a great way to look at it. Lessons learned. I'm just so glad you're okay. Okay. So pivoting a bit, what about protecting your possessions? Like what are some tips that you have when traveling so I have now invested in like air tags or whatever the tr- equivalent tracker is, depending on like what, what kind of phone you have. And I put air tags so in smart. all of my bag. I pretty much exclusively do carry on only. Like I have now been traveling for up to a month with only carry on just because I can't deal with my luggage being lost and misplaced. Hey, I know because my last trip to Calgary that I just did, it was the first time I've checked a bag in like literally five years and they lost my pack and play for Mia, like my yeah. portable crib, which no. I need. For all no. the trips that I have coming up. Yeah, I'm it's super sad. So if I had had some air tags, I would know where my bag is right now. But it's somewhere Dude. in the ether. Okay, hot tip though. Check your credit card you have Ooh. if there's any travel benefits on it. Because if they lose, I know for my TD travel visa, even if it's replaced, even if they found it, if they lose your luggage, you're entitled to a certain value of oh coverage to replace it yourself. So if you arrive somewhere... And they've lost your bag. You have like a thousand dollars or whatever your allowance is based on your card to now go and shop and get oh, everything that you fantastic. need. Fantastic. Okay. So check Thank your you. card. Hot tip. I've also seen uh, Sasha Exeter, amazing influencer and mom that we love and follow, and she literally saved her bag because she was on a flight. It was boarded. They were waiting for some last bags to go in, and she checked her air tags, and the bag wasn't there. The bag was showing on her air tag no. as found elsewhere in the airport and so she showed them and she's like the bag is not on the plane and they ended up recovering it and getting it on the plane amazing also please learn from me and back up your phone every freaking day if you don't have wi-fi that's reliable where you're staying go to a coffee shop in the morning for breakfast and back it up do whatever you need to do buy extra cloud storage so you can back everything up or an external hard drive if you need to like if you're shooting a lot of content when you travel like I'm now traveling with a drone with a DSLR with a bunch of things to shoot content have an external hard drive and have the plugins to your computer so that you can back everything up because I did not and I lost basically everything from the trip of a lifetime to Morocco I had incredible memories, stunning footage, once in a lifetime experiences, hiking, you know, through the Sahara Desert on a camel, watching the sun come up on the top of the dunes, you know, just so much beautiful, incredible stuff gone. I I was crushed. I was on the phone with Apple trying to recover it. And I thought it was just automatically backing up every night. But if you don't have reliable Wi-Fi, even if it shows that you have Wi-Fi on your top of your phone, if it's not good and reliable, and if you're not actively looking to make sure the last time it was backed up was, you know, last night, it won't back up big files. Mm. And I was shooting in cinematic mode. I was shooting big videos. And so none of those, none of those uploaded. So back that shit up. Turn it around. Back that shit up. That is devastating. I'm sorry. And speaking of iPhones, 
having find my iPhone on or whatever the equivalent is for your device is so key because then it's trackable and you can actually see where it is. And that's how you found where your phone was, right? I did. I had found my iPhone turned on. I, when I got back into my room the next day, contacted my friends on my laptop who follow me on find my iPhone and got the location of the last time that my phone was seen on find my iPhone and got the coordinates, gave them to the police. They didn't do shit. So I may or may not have gotten in a cab and tried to find it myself. (laughs) Don't advise that. Don't do what I did. But you know, we learn. Don't do that. But found like probably the general vicinity of where it was taken to before they turned it off. Right now, my phone is showing me where my that my other phone is somewhere off the Gulf of Mexico, swimming um, with, <laughs> and because it was in a waterproof case for like an hour, it was like sending me notifications to my other phone, being like, "Your phone has been left behind." I'm like, "Yeah, I fucking Jeez. know. It's in the bottom, the bottom of the, of the ocean." ocean. Well, imagine you had a video on and it was backing up to the cloud, and you could see what's happening down there. If it had backed up to the, if there was a SIM card in it, it would have backed that up to the been cloud. Amazing, but there wasn't, dude. I could have gotten an Academy Award for that. Steven Spielberg, watch out. <laughs> Also, find my iPhone is really important to have turned on because this you cannot wipe your phone remotely if find my iPhone isn't turned on and engaged. Oh. So if your phone falls into the wrong hands, you you can remotely wipe it as long as everything's connected to find my iPhone. But the minute it comes offline and, and find your iPhone is disconnected, you're you have no remote control and Apple has no ability to do anything with that phone anymore. Poor Jill. <laughs> Knowledge is going power. through it for all of us. <laughs> you also never want to have your all of your cards and all of your cash in one place. Smart. So I, you know, in high school, did an exchange program in Italy. And on day two, my wallet got stolen. And I was just being an idiot. I just had my wallet on a table. I walked away. The wallet was gone. And so luckily I was with school. So money was transferred. Cash was got out. All was well. But that has instilled in me, never have everything in one place. Yeah. So when I go out, I bring my credit card, but then I'll leave my debit card back in my bags in the hotel. I'll bring half of my cash with me, leave half of it back in the hotel somewhere safe. And Obviously, I have Apple Pay as well on my phone, which is great. That way, if you lose something, if you're robbed, you have backup ways to pay for things. Man, you have lived a thousand lives traveling. Like you <laughs> have done all of the things. Is that why I look and feel so old? <laughs> 32 going on 1 million years. <laughs> you have just experienced a lot of things. And this is very helpful. And one thing I love doing, I know it's so old school, but wearing one of those like money belts and fanny packs, I always do that, especially places like Europe or when you're out and about all day going to multiple places, like keeping that right in front of you and not in backpacks or somewhere where someone can easily grab it because these people are skilled. Keep things in the front because if things are in your back pocket, like it's so easy to snatch it. And then if someone does rob you or mug you, go get a police report. I wasn't going to when I got mugged because I was just like, what the fuck are they going to do? It's gone. They're not going to care. And they absolutely didn't care. But what is important is that you will get a police report and you need that for an insurance claim. So without that police report, there's no, there was basically would be no claim to be made. And then you also need to call your banks, your cell phone Mm. provider, anything that got stolen, call every single company associated with what was stolen for the next steps to protect yourself because they'll advise you on what to do, what to cancel, wiping your phone remotely, canceling accounts. So nothing actually got swindled. Probably a good idea too to change your passwords to like your social media accounts, your email address, all that stuff too. Oh, I didn't change social media. Good call. And then speaking of banking, it's so key to protect your 
personal identity and your banking info while you're traveling because you have to be just as protective of your important data as your belongings when you're traveling. And this isn't so much for personal safety as security for your most important data. So connecting to a public Wi-Fi at coffee shops, it can put your data at risk. And it's something we all do, especially if we're working while traveling. So a secure VPN is key. And with TELUS online security, which includes a secure VPN, you can actually browse securely and anonymously. It's Canada's most comprehensive identity protection with 24-hour threat monitoring to detect and avoid fraudulent and malicious sites starting from just $10 per month. And it even offers dark web monitoring that continuously searches the dark web to alert you if your data appears on the dark web, which is exactly what I needed because story time, the thieves not only stole my phone, they then hacked into it. And so I got home and then I fell for a fake find my iPhone message. They completely recreated the find my iPhone site, sent, texted it to me, said, your phone's been turned on. We've located it. And I was vulnerable and I fell for it. And I put in my password and to, to figure out where my phone was. And I thought that that was the normal process. And then an error message popped up and they took the phone. Off, they turned off Find My iPhone so I could no longer <sighs> access it or wipe my phone. So they had full access to everything. They had my codes. They had everything. It was so violating. It was so stressful. That was the worst part yeah. of it all. It was infuriating to have my identity, my privacy, my valuable information, my photos, my banking info, everything was compromised and there was nothing I could do about it except madly switch all my passwords and hope for the best. But TELUS Online Security truly would have benefited me so much because they offer identity protection and coverage for all of that. You know what they say, hindsight's twenty twenty. you know? <laughs> oh, it's so true. I'm glad I know what it exists there now because knowing me, it'll happen Ugh. again. It's also helpful too if you have any additional health or theft or trip insurance. Like to your point earlier, you might have a credit card that covers all of those things. You may even have benefits through work, especially with health insurance. So check what you got. My travel credit card covers all hospital and health insurance while I'm abroad. So I'm set. So look into that. When Gabe and I went to Istanbul, we had a really long day of walking in the sun and I just hadn't eaten much that day. And so at dinner, I fainted. And ended up having to go to the oh hospital because I was just super, super dehydrated. Oh and the bill was astronomical, but it was all covered by my credit card insurance plan because I was unemployed at that time. We had just graduated. And then finally, our last tip is to take pictures of all your important documents. So your IDs, your passports, all that stuff. So you don't have to bring them with you all the time and you have backups. I would print them out so you have them physically mm -hmm. too, just in case. So bonus points if you do that. At the end of the day, you should really never be scared to travel or let the fear of what if hold you back from experiencing the world. I mean, you have totally inspired me to want to do a solo trip one day. And with all these tips in place, I feel totally confident. So with proper preparation and staying smart and aware, the world is truly yours to enjoy. It 100% is. Just remember, honestly, to listen to your gut. Intuition is really powerful and your awareness around you, paying attention, listening to your gut. And don't feel dramatic if you're like, something doesn't feel right. I don't, I'm not feeling this situation. Listen to your intuition. It's there to keep you safe. It is your subconscious doing constant scans of everything around you. And it may bring things to your attention that you weren't immediately aware of. So pay attention, follow your instincts, and just remember it is always better to be overly safe than sorry. But the world is is truly yours to travel. So I really, really hope you guys get out there do all the traveling you want to this year. And if you need some inspo, just look at Jill's Instagram. Like she's living the dream, traveling <laughs> the world. 
If you have any other burning questions for us friends and you want to get us in the hot seat, DM us or send us an email at contact at teachmehowtoadult.ca and we'll dive into it in an upcoming Asking for a Friend. Get traveling. See you next time. So there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard today, it would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a comment or a rating. And we'd love it if you would share this with your friends by screenshotting the episode and sharing it on social by tagging at Teach Me How to Adult Podcast and DM us with any topics or guests you'd like to hear on the show. See you next time. Bye. Bye.